Joining me now is futurist Gihan Pereira. Good morning. How are you? Hello, Mel. Great to be back with you and speaking with you again. Things have changed, haven't they? No, they certainly have. Last time you and I connected, we were talking about perhaps uh, eating crickets and other little critters into the future. And here, now we can only get them takeaway. Or catch them in your own backyard, it would seem. But uh, it has been about a year and a half since we spoke. And you're right, a lot of things have changed. How are you going in our new COVID-19 world? Uh, look, just uh, just fitting in with everything that's going on around me at the moment now. And uh, yeah, look, things have really changed and have changed really fast. So everyone's had to adapt very quickly. As a futurist, Gihan, did you see this coming? Well, you know, it's interesting. Bill Gates, five years ago, did a talk that um, on a global stage talking about the fact that there was a pandemic and there are lots of people who have been talking about the possibility of a pandemic. Mm. I don't think anyone expected it to happen so quickly and to happen when it did. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess now that we are, we are in it, we need to adapt to our new normal. And one thing that the government is hoping that we'll all connect with is the coronavirus app. What's that one all about? Yeah, so I, I like this idea. So the idea of the app is that it's going to help us ease some of the restrictions that we have now because it will make it easier for uh, state health officials to find people who might be infected. Because if you remember the time now like before we went into these really strict restrictions we heard examples of where maybe at a wedding somebody was Mm. infected and they might have infected other people and in that case it's kind of easier for the health authorities to contact everybody else at the wedding because there's a guest list you knew who was close by and at least you could contact them and have them tested but we don't always know that so if you're at a restaurant or you go to the footy you sit next to somebody on a train or a plane you don't know who they are so it's difficult to ease those restrictions if you can't Um, if you can't be in in contact Mm. with those people. So you're in contact with them, but the health authorities can't track them down. And this app gives us a better way to find and alert those people if you get tested positive. So how does it work, though? Do we have to um, pop on there and say, hey, I've tested positive, or does our doctor register with a governing authority? How does it all connect? Yeah, that's right. It's not that we, we don't do it. What happens is that when we download the app, you enter your name, your mobile number, your postcode, and then let's say we relax some of the restrictions and uh, let's say a restaurant opens again. If I go to a restaurant, then my app through Bluetooth will then look around and find people at nearby tables also with the app and it will automatically swap our names and phone numbers. So we don't know the names and phone numbers of people next to us, uh, but the app does. And, and nobody knows where we are and when, so it doesn't use GPS to track us, but oh. the app has a list of people we've been in close contact with. And then, as you say, if I get a test for COVID-19 and test positive, then the health department in my state gets a list of those contacts and then they go around and contact those people and say, you need to come in for a test. So it's actually what's happening at the moment, except at the moment, um, your doctor or whoever does the testing then has to ask you, mm. who were you in contact with? So first of all, it relies on you remembering. But then second, there are other people like on the train or at the footy that you don't know. So you're sitting next to people that you don't know who they are. Um, so it's, it's better, it's more reliable than, let's say, New Zealand. The Prime Minister is asking people to just make a note in their diary of oh, people right. they're in contact with. But yeah. it's really unreliable and it, and it doesn't help with strangers. And this app's much better. It's just providing a much more reliable way of doing exactly what we're trying to do manually now in our health system to track people down. So, Gihan, you're saying that uh, this app doesn't mean the government can track our every move? 
No, no, it's actually quite a good balance. It doesn't use GPS or anything else like that that tells anybody where you are. It could, but if it did that, then I think people would be worried about mm. it. They'd be more worried that it's an invasion of privacy so people wouldn't download it. Uh, so they don't use that. All they do is that your phone has this list of close contacts. You don't know who's on that list. They don't know. And right. only if you test positive that, that that list gets released. And it only gets released to the state health authorities. It's only the state level, so the federal government, no Commonwealth agency knows about it. Oh, okay. So the concerns regarding our privacy, we're fairly well protected. Yes, look, I think we should always take time to understand what anything means for our privacy and I'm definitely the last person to uh, jump into something without looking at it carefully. Mm. Um, you know, as I said, if we if we use GPS, that would be better for tracing infections, but it would be a bigger invasion of privacy. So the government's kind of trying to find that balance and it, it doesn't, doesn't want to go down that path because it knows most people wouldn't download it. So they've chosen something in the middle where it protects our privacy as much as possible but it also allows enough tracing so that we might be able to relax some of our social restrictions. Can we trust the government in this? I mean, and I know that sounds, you know, put your tinfoil hat on and it's a bit conspiracy theory, but can we, can we trust them to have this type of thing without flicking a switch? Yeah, look, I think that's a really good question to ask and we should always be asking that. So I don't think it's only the people wearing tinfoil hats who are asking that question. I think we should all be asking that. Uh, but, but find out a bit more about it. And as I said, it's not using GPS information. So it's collecting only limited information about you. And the other really interesting thing is that the government has said that it's going to release the programming code of the app behind the app. So if you're an experienced programmer, so it's not good for oh, normal people like us, yeah. but experienced programmers can look at it and can check that it's not secretly doing anything else behind oh. our backs. And um, so that's really good. And yeah. uh, a lot of software now that we use um, is it's what's called open source, where people can see the source code and it actually helps us against hackers and governments doing nefarious things. And I think the other thing that I like about it, Mel, is that the information's only being used by state health authorities, so it won't be available at the Commonwealth level, even though the app will be rolled out nationally. Yeah. So obviously we have to trust that the state and Commonwealth governments do stick to that rule that they're not going to share the information, but that's no different from trusting them with other information that they have about us. They've got a lot more information that they could share if they wanted to. So we can, there's, a, there's a level of trust that's required. Yeah. But do you, I think even if there's a breach of their trust, it's, they're not collecting information about yeah. where I've been and when. Do you think um, we'll be forced to use it or will it be personal choice? I think it'll be voluntary. And, uh, and I'm hoping that enough people will see the value in it, that they're going to download and use it. Um, because it's good, because we want people to want to use it, otherwise it's too easy to cheat. Like you could leave your phone at home yeah. if you're forced to use it. So you want people to want it. Um, so the government says no, it won't be it won't be compiled through. But interestingly, I reckon there might be some other people who insist on it. For example, your boss might say, that mm. you can only come to work if you're going to be using the app because otherwise you're putting other people at work at risk. Yeah. So you know, that might happen. Uh, or you can imagine when air travel starts up again, airlines might insist that you have the app if you want to fly. It might be an extra security check yeah. just to make sure that you've got the app because otherwise they're saying you're putting other passengers and our staff at risk. So you must have the app if you want to fly. So I can imagine those kind of situations might happen. Yeah. And I think that's reasonable. And Gihan, do you think that you'll be downloading the app? Do you think you're going to jump on board? Yes, I will. Yeah. As I said earlier, Mel, I'm not the kind of person who says we should automatically trust the government or any organisation. But in this case, 
the the risks, the privacy risks seem low and has a lot of benefits. So I, I recommend everyone should get on board with it. It really will help us fight this virus, return to normal and, and save lives as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? I always figure I should get my advice from people far cleverer than I and I put you in that bucket. So I think I'll give it a go as well. Great. Thanks, Mel. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Thanks, Mel.